This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Real wolves are social creatures. They need and crave a group to belong to in order to survive and thrive. The same is true for your Minnesota Timberwolves. Now join host Henry Lake as he gets an inside look with another prominent member of the club. This is Life in the Pack. Welcome to Episode 4 of the Life in the Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Lake. And on the Life in the Pack Podcast, we chat with players past and present, coaches, and team executives. Today, we chat with a very important individual, a key member of the new Minnesota Timberwolves ownership group, a well-established name in the world of sports, Alex Rodriguez, joins us here today on Life in the Pack. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. And I want to start with the obvious, that this is a very, very unique situation, not just for sports fans across the country, but specifically here in Minnesota with you being the key face of this new ownership group, with all of your tremendous accomplishments in Major League Baseball and the accolades that have come with that, do you feel any extra layer of pressure to move this organization in the right direction to contend for a championship? I mean, you're just not just the owner, but you're Alex Rodriguez. Well, we're, you know, we're very excited. And, and for me, it's, it's a position that I feel very comfortable as being part of a team. And obviously our leader um, is is Glenn and, uh, and Mark Laurie, uh, and I, we, I think we make a, a really good team. We, we have complementary set of skills. Um, I think Mark and I bring, uh, a unique set of passions and experiences that I think, um, will benefit, uh, this franchise. And, you know, Mark and I are, we always say we're missionaries, not mercenaries. Uh, we love the market of Minnesota. We've been spending a lot of time here. Uh, we're going to, uh, Steelers game against uh, the Vikings and, and that's going to be a lot of fun and uh, and then we have a game on Friday but uh, we're excited and look as, as far as I don't think there's any eye on team but I do think that uh, the attention that we bring I think could be beneficiary especially as we kind of work through where do we want to be when we grow up in five years and, and then we work backwards and, and that's an exciting exercise. Do you have your Vikings jersey already for the, uh, the, the big game? Not yet, not yet, but uh, I'll put on some purple if they give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've asked this question of Mark Laurie, and I want to ask you as well. Why the National Basketball Association, the Minnesota Timberwolves? What was the biggest draw or what appealed to you most? Well, I think when you start, you start at the macro, right? The league is just in in exceptional shape. It has tremendous leadership with Adam Silver and and his crew, his cabinet. Uh, You look at the NBA as a global sport. 
is growing at a tremendous pace. Uh, opened uh, has a big business in Asia, opened in Africa, and uh, very popular around the globe. And you have a young demographic like my daughters, who uh, you know I have to bribe them to come to a baseball game, and, and they're both fighting for shotgun when we come watch the Timberwolves. So there's a lot of reasons that are macro why we love the league. And uh, when we think about the Timberwolves, I have a lot of history here. Uh, I always enjoy playing here. Um, you know, I, I a lot of people don't know this, but my father, the only four games in my entire career that he watched me play live uh, was right here in Minnesota uh, wow. at the Metrodome. And I've been investing in real estate here for over 20 years, and we're, we have over 1,000 apartment units. So I, I like the market. I understand it. I need to get to know it better, but it's a very healthy corporate market. you got incredible, intelligent, passionate people and fans that really are starved for a championship team and a championship run. You know, I was going to ask you that question. What do your daughters think of being a part of the NBA? Oh, they love it. They, they, I mean, first of all, I think that's the first time they said, Dad, I think you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot for my street credibility and my house credibility, that's for sure. Uh, they love it. And they'll be back up here when we play the Lakers. Um, they've gone to a couple of road games and, and they're excited. They love to meet the players. They love to be involved. My daughter said, Dad, I want to be involved with the business. She's 13. I want to be involved with the business when I grow up. And I was like, man, my heart's going to melt right now. This is so exciting. And, you know, for a kid that came from the very bottom, I never dreamed of, of ever owning uh, a, a sports franchise. All I wanted to do was get a college scholarship, play a few years in the major leagues and and make my mama proud. And uh, here I am, a kid with brown skin, uh, to do the unthinkable. So I'm, I'm very proud and uh, very happy to carry on this mission. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We're talking to Alex Rodriguez here on the Life in the Pack podcast here uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you were a 14-time All-Star, three-time AL MVP, two gold gloves, so many awards that you've won in your playing career. But ultimately, the most important thing was winning a World Series with the Yankees in 2009. What would be the bigger accomplishment, winning that championship with the New York Yankees or being the owner that brings an NBA championship to the Timberwolves who have never been to an NBA Finals? Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's like asking me who, which one of my daughters I like more, right? <laughs> impossible situation. Um, look, I, I think they're, they're both equally as important for, for different reasons, right? Like I, I, I grew up watching – and admiring guys like Dan Marino and Charles Barkley, and, and they were like one step short of that championship. And I know how much they 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 have that as a remorse, right? Like they wish they had that championship. I never wanted that to be my career. I wanted to just, you know, have that championship. And uh, we did that. And, and now I'm on a mission and laser focused on uh, how do we make the Timberwolves a championship caliber organization. While you're not going to win every year, you still have an opportunity to compete every year go to the postseason every day and build a really healthy uh, environment, a place to come in, watch games, and, and feel really, really proud of your of your T-Wolves. You know, you mentioned a couple of great names and great players. Uh, when you were coming up as a kid, who, who was your favorite basketball player? Who was your favorite NBA player back when you were a kid? You know, I came up with Magic Johnson. Magic was my guy. And uh, I grew up in Miami. You know, we didn't have a Miami Heat team for a long time. So I watched the Lakers, Pat Riley, Showtime. And uh, and Magic then became my my business mentor as well. Uh, and it's funny that he played uh, a legendary NBA career and now owns a major league baseball team. And I had a long career and now I have a, 
uh, in baseball, and I have an NBA team. So I think uh, we both chuckle over that. Yeah, you know what? You, you're just stealing my thunder here. I think that you got some of my notes here for my questions because I was just about to lead into that question because you know I was going to ask you which former professional athlete in ownership, past or present, did you reach out to, to prior to all of this happening for you? Because I remember at Media Day, um, you did mention to me that when I chatted with you that Magic Johnson was one of those individuals that you talked to. Yeah, you know, Irving was just somebody that always, uh, you know, gave me the confidence to to do more, to reach out, to get out of my comfort zone. And, you know, growing up, uh, I didn't see a lot of people of our color wearing a suit and tie and a briefcase to work every day. And, and Magic was that guy for me and my generation of athletes. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, spend a lot of time with him. Uh, he literally gave me his uh, blueprint to how he created his multi-billion dollar empire at Magic Johnson Enterprise, and uh, I follow through, and I've been relentless about my work ethic, uh, my passion, and, and learning from guys like Irving, and it's, it, it makes me really proud, and now I, I hope to do that for, you know, the next generation of athletes. Yeah, I, I'm so, um, you know, me and you are alike because I'm very, very, um, you know, passionate uh, about sports, and I'm a big fan of Magic Johnson as well, and I met him here years ago. He came here, was talking um, at a small business seminar, and actually, it was the same year that the NBA All-Star Game was going to be in L.A. And when I ventured out there, um, I was there to be a part of, of all of the stuff that was going on with the NBA All-Star Weekend. And I happened to, that weekend, I got an opportunity to uh, to hang out with the late, great Ernie Banks. And I remember leaving the All-Star events on that Friday afternoon, and we're going back one of the side hallways and going to the red carpet, and we're leaving. And it's me, and it's Ernie, and, and one of my really good friends, Joe, that introduced me to Ernie Banks and uh, we're getting ready to go have some dinner. And who do we bump into? Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson sees Ernie Banks, right, the legendary Cub. And he says, Ernie Banks, my man, let's play two. And it was it was one of those conversations that they had quickly and where they are sharing knowledge amongst each other, right? And I think that that's a very important thing that we have to try to continue to do to help all of us grow and be successful in life. Wow, that you just gave me the chills. I mean, you're talking about two of my heroes, right? And and I can put Hank Aaron right on that as a good threesome there. Yep. Um, but I mean, those guys are uh, best of the best. And and there is something. Look, uh, champion knows champion, right? And and it's a feel, it's a look in the eye. Um, no matter what, uh, if if you get in front of me and you're gonna fake the funk, I, I know what a champion looks like, and and most importantly, I know what a champion doesn't look like, and that transcends in all sports. Um, so I, I'm excited. You know, when you think about Mark and I, we come at it from a different set of uh, prism, right? He looks at it from analytics, very mathematical, uh, economics. I mean, he, he just comes at it from a very math and science point of view. And I look at it from a very human element, like work ethic, grit, character, who's obsessed, who's a dog, who wants to be you know, the gym rat. And, and, and if you combine those two things, you, you get something really special. Yeah. How did you and Mark connect? Because when I talked to him a couple of days ago, he said that you guys are have made a great connection with each other. Uh, where did you guys meet and, and how did things kind of play out? We met through a mutual friend and, and we've known each other only inside of two years, but it feels like 20 years. I mean, we've built such a great trust and uh, a brotherhood in, in such a short time. And a lot of it is we we connected in our core values and our mission. And, you know, we both come from we're both New Yorkers. Uh, you know, we both have strong mothers. We both have two daughters and, and we both go at it, I think, for the right reasons. And uh, and we're able to make decisions in real time. And I think all those things 
kind of work in our favor. And because he can do things I can never imagine, and my background is a little different than his, and, and together, um, you know, we can do a lot more than we can alone. And uh, hopefully the, the Timberwolves are the beneficiary of, of that. You know, Alex, you recently tweeted this. My number one piece of advice for young entrepreneurs and striving businessmen and women is never stop learning. I've often wondered what it would have been like to go to college, sit in classrooms, and even study in final exams. Is the college experience the most missed out thing that you think about in your life's travels? It's one that I certainly uh, miss out. But, you know, I've had an opportunity, uh, you know, to go to school and, you know, for better or worse, these universities, you know, have done a really generous thing and rolled out the red carpet, whether that's, you know, joining the MBA program at the University of Miami or Columbia in New York. Um, and now I just finished an ex executive ed program, uh, media, sports and entertainment at Harvard Business School. Uh, I just continue the evolution of, of studying. Right. It's just it's just how I created my my careers. I, I necessarily wasn't the the best or. But I, I certainly felt like you're not you weren't going to work me. I was going to study. I was going to be the first one there and last one to go home. And I felt like if I did all that with my God given unique talent that in the long run, I would do really well. And, and I've applied the same work ethic, passion, and focus to my business. Yeah. We're talking to Alex Rodriguez from the, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves here on Life in the Pack. What does Alex do in his downtime? Because I read that you like to golf, and you're also a collector of art. Yeah, I wish I had more downtime. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually don't. I actually enjoy what I love, and uh, I, I have a ball every single day. I honestly I, I get to my, I wake up in the morning and uh, I say, thank God. I say a little prayer and meditate a little bit. And I say, today is going to be the greatest day of my life. And uh, I'm open for all great things to come my way. And I do that through, you know, good times and challenging times. And I actually think that the mind uh, can get ahead of it and manifest a lot of great results. Um, and that's the energy that I come at it every day. Uh, when I'm off, I love to spend time with my daughters uh, that's my number one priority in life. There's nothing better than having dinners with them. I absolutely get roasted every night when I'm with them. They uh, are always either ragging on something that I posted or something I tweeted or uh, something that I'm wearing. They remind me that I'm getting old. And <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And I, I like playing a little golf. I like spending time with the family. Um, but I like keeping it pretty simple. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, well, I, you, you mentioned earlier that you've got you know, you're familiar with Minnesota and you've done like some real estate stuff and you've been around here and the, the four times that your, your family saw you play was at the Metrodome. But what have you learned about the land of 10,000 lakes here in Minnesota that you had no idea about before you, you got here and you got to know the, uh, the you know, the people in, in the, uh, the area here? Well, I mean, first of all, how beautiful it is. Um, these lakes are unbelievable and they just keep coming at you. Right. And, uh, you know, we rented a few houses on the lake, trying to get familiar with where we want to buy. Um, you know, we stayed a little bit in downtown, but I've really enjoyed the countryside and uh, and some land. And again, I just think how nice people are, how generous they are. Uh, walking around Lexus and meeting all the fans and taking pictures is something that I plan to do more of. And, and I just think that this is going to be something that's going to be very collaborative. And I think the people are going to be uh, over the moon uh, when we roll out our plans of what do we want to do to to take this to a really, really top tier organization, not only in the NBA, but in all of sports. 
All right, Alex, indulge me for a minute. Uh, stroke the ego of us Minnesota folk. Who is your favorite Minnesota Twins player of all time? Oh, Kirby Puckett. That's easy. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so so tell me, you, you, you fell in love with Kirby Puckett. What was it about Kirby Puckett? And then did you ever get an opportunity to, to meet Puck? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Kirby was incredible to me. You know, a couple of times uh, I came out uh, a handful of times for his bowling tournament uh, out here back like in 96, 97, 98, like that time, uh, 96-ish time. Uh, and I was a young player. And Kirby was, again, like like a magic, like an Ernie Banks, like a Hank Aaron, just one of a kind. And he was synonymous with Minnesota. And he loved Minnesota. And he... He was one of my heroes and a guy that really taught me a lot. I'll never forget a time he came in. Uh, I was 18 years old. I was at the Kingdom in Seattle, and he was talking to Ken Griffey and I. And he got off to a slow start that year. Maybe it was 94 or 95. And uh, he was in the best mood in the world. And I was thinking, like, how can a guy that's struggling this bad be this happy and be this humble? Mm. And he says to me, hey, hey Griff, Griff. I know you're a bad man. I know you're a bad man. Hey, Rod, <laughs> you're not a bad man yet, but you will one day. You will one day be a bad man. I said, now, I'm a bad man. I know I'm hitting 172. But when I come back here in September, I'm going to be hitting 342. And you can bank it. And boy, sure enough, when he came back four months later, he was battling for the MVP, taking the team to the postseason. And I was like, Kirby, how the hell do you know that? (laughs) Man, Kirby's doing Kirby. That's awesome, man. How has the last few years of us dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic shaped or impacted your thoughts, creativity, when it comes to future possibilities as an owner of a sports franchise? And, And what I mean by that is that we've all been affected by the pandemic, but everybody has various different reactions to it. Yeah, I, I think for me, it, it's given me an incredible amount of uh, gratitude. Um, just really grateful for, first of all, my health, my family's health, those around me, and, and really everybody, right? It's just uh, so many uh, people have struggled. We've lost so many lives. Um, and I think that's the most important part is just really, uh, you know, safety first, Uh so gratitude has been a big part, you know, on the business side, you know, if you think about the, the biggest companies out there, the Amazons of the world, the Facebooks, um, you know, Spotify, a lot of these companies weren't around 20, 25 years ago. And they're the biggest con- you know, companies in the world today, you know, Tesla's and that movement has happened in business. I think there's in the early innings. And I think there'll be companies that are, you have not heard of them. You and I have not heard of them today that in the next five or 10 years will be some of the biggest in the world. So what that creates is an incredible opportunity for sports. So everything through COVID has been turbocharged. So when you think about how can we be disruptive in the sports field, there's no better chance and opportunity than 2021 going to 22. So we see that as an incredible opportunity to turbocharge through analytics, through AI. Uh, If there's a new building in, in the future here in Minnesota, uh, we're able to kind of turbocharge this and and really do a lot in, in in a short period of time. So that's exciting. A few more minutes with Alex Rodriguez here on the Life in the Pack podcast. Uh, what kind of owner would you describe yourself as being or hope to be? Well, you know, what, the guy that I learned from is Mr. Steinbrenner. Um, and, and George Steinbrenner was uh, 
one of the most passionate people I, I ever met. Uh, I feel he's a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I learned so much from him. He was the first one at the park, last one to leave. And he, he was the first one that explained to me about VCP, Vision Capital People. And when he recruited me in 2004, he got me on the phone and he said, Alex, here's my vision with the greatest sports franchise in the world. That's number one. And that, that was a crystal clear vision. When it came to capital, he goes, I'm going to deploy more capital than any other owner. And I'm going to go out and, and spend a tremendous amount of resource because we can. We're in New York City. And number three, the people part, I'm going to go out and then recruit the best people in the world. And I'm going to pay them even more than they're worth. Now, he said, you, now you hear me here. You come out and you do your part. He said, you remind me of Reggie Jackson. Not everybody likes you, but you put asses on seats. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I, you've accomplished so much in your career and in your life, and, and I love that you give to charities. Um, I, I appreciate that as someone that values doing work in my community to help others. And, you know, there are a lot of people that accomplish a lot of things, and they don't give back as much. So I appreciate that about you. You know, you've given to the University of Miami baseball program, the Boys and Girls Club of Miami, um, a lot of different, um, you know, charities out there. Who instilled that in you? You know, a lot of it, again, I think came from from Magic. You know, Magic was um, laser focused about giving back to his community, uh, you know, putting people of color, men and women, uh, blacks and Latinos to work. Um, and he was my inspiration. And in many ways, you know, the best way to give back in, in, the, in the social community or ph philanthropic is to provide great jobs, provide opportunities, potential of opportunities to make people of color partners. All those things are really important because the ripple effect, if you, if you teach somebody how to fish instead of giving them fish, then there's an opportunity for them to go to their communities and have a ripple effect. So magic was a big influence for me. And then the other one I would say is, uh, you know, watching my mother. My mother was a single mother. She had two jobs. And uh, the reason why I'm, I'm big into empowering women is I wish my mother had, uh, you know, more leadership that somebody could have advanced her in her career. Uh, and instead, she was, you know, secretary in the morning, served tables at night. So I've always had this kind of vision and goal that if I was in a position of power, I would empower people of color and women to powerful positions. And when you look at my organization at A-Rod Corp, the three main partners in my company uh, are, are women. Aaron Knight, who runs real estate, my chief business officer, Kelly LaFerrier, and uh, my CIO is Lisa Pyre. And uh, that makes me really, really proud. All right. A, a couple of rapid fire questions to get you out of here. What famous Minnesotan, not Timberwolves related, would you love to hang out with and learn more about the state? Oh, man. I, well, I would say uh, someone who passed, who, who I was obsessed with, is Prince. Mm. Um, someone who's living... I would say I'm a big fan of Joe Maurer, so I would love to ride around with Joe Maurer and have him teach me uh, about it. And also Eric Decker, who's a good buddy of mine, uh, who, who, who's also from Minnesota and uh, went to the University of Minnesota. I mean, Joe Maurer, that's my guy. That's my guy. We do a lot of community uh, uh, projects together. So, uh, so yeah, I think that you and Joe are going to link up here in the near future. Um, have you ever been to the famous First Avenue? No. Never? No. Nope. Man. All right, we got to get that figured out because it's right across the street and it's a great concert venue. And then uh, to get you out, 
Are you a foodie? And if so, what is your go-to cuisine? Yeah, you know, I, I like a good steak, old school. I like a good steak with sweet potato. I like some, some good fries. Uh, I can eat some sushi. Um, but if you want to say, what's your cheat meal? I, I can crush some pizza and some buffalo wings. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Alex, man, we appreciate the time today on Life in the Pack. And uh, welcome to Minnesota. It's We're so happy to have you here. We're so blessed to know you. And uh, thank you for all that you do. And we're looking forward to this, uh, to this new ownership group and where you're going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thank you, man. Come hang out with us at the stadium, and uh, we'll have to break bread one day. Thank you very much. Absolutely. That's Alex Rodriguez joining us here on the Life in the Pack podcast. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 